In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Christ is in our midst. He was, is, and always shall be. We are on the doorsteps of the Nativity Fast. Begins Wednesday, this coming Wednesday, November 15th. It's a 40-day period, fast Lenten period, as we prepare for the coming of our Lord, for his nativity, for his birth. And as we begin this journey, we're given an opportunity in this gospel passage that we heard, familiar to all of us, in this epistle reading, in the hymns that you may have heard if you were here earlier in the Orthros. All these direct our attention guide us, lead us, encourage us to deepen our life in Christ, to grow in our relationship with God, and to do so by answering the question that this lawyer, this teacher, this this young man who had an encounter with the Lord when he asked, who is my neighbor? Who is my neighbor? That is a question that is asked of each and every one of us. Who is my neighbor? And the answer, depending on the answer, reflects where we are in our journey. And wherever we are isn't so much the point of what I want to say, but just that we acknowledge that we are on a journey, that we know, that we act, that we live as if we are on a journey to the kingdom. And by first doing so, then we're better able to answer this question, who is my neighbor? Now this period of time in the, in the West, the, the, uh, the other confessions of faith is known as Advent, which means a coming or the coming. And it's referring obviously to the coming of the Lord that we celebrate in Christmas of the Nativity that for hundreds and thousands of years the people of God waited for in expectation of the coming of the Messiah. And of course we know as Christians he in fact God fulfilled his promise not only to the people of Israel, to to the Jewish people, the people of God, the holy nation, but to the new Jerusalem, the new Israel, the church, because the church indeed was established even before, but certainly in this world by God's coming in his son, the incarnation. But it also refers to his second coming. And so we are still in a period of expectation. We are still in a period of anticipating his coming. So indeed we are in the Advent period in our life. We commemorate it every year in this 40-day period to remind us, to prepare us for his coming, not just this year, but in the future, maybe in our lifetime, maybe not, who knows. But we are to be prepared. Each and every one of us are called to be prepared with expectation, with anticipation, with love, with love, with compassion, with mercy. And that 
is the message of the gospel. That is the answer of who is my neighbor. Because we recognize, we know, we see, not just in, and I believe hopefully all of us, but certainly most of us would answer that question by saying the person who lives next door to me, the person who lives on my street or if I'm in an apartment next to me across the way, the person in the pew next to me, the person in our community, someone in my family, all those are correct answers of who my neighbor is. But it goes deeper, of course, and that's the the message of the parable. That's why our Lord spoke in parables to get our attention. Even if it wasn't easily understood by this man whom he was speaking with, it should be it should be understandable to us. But we have to have that heart of mercy and compassion and love. Because our neighbor isn't only that person or those people that live next to us or close to us or in our family. It's even the person who is, and in this case, an enemy of the priest or the Levite because of his race. The person who even, even more than an enemy, because an enemy is someone we can identify. An enemy is someone who may want to harm us or hurt us or doesn't like us or even hates us but someone that we don't even acknowledge, that we dismiss. And we heard this in one of the other gospel passages of last week and the week before. Being dismissive, not even recognizing another person. Our neighbor is everyone. Our neighbor is the person we know, the person we don't know. Our neighbor is the person we like or we don't like. Our neighbor is the person or the people that we have something in common with and those that we don't have anything in common with. Our neighbor is the person who is made and created in the image and likeness of God, just like each and every one of us. That person is our neighbor. And we are called to show compassion and mercy and love for that person, for that neighbor of ours. In this parable, we also see the symbolism and the image of the Eucharist and of unction because this man who was half dead, laying on the side of the road, was bound with wine and oil and brought into a state of healing. This is the church. It's through the Eucharist and unction in the church. The church is referred to often as the hospital, not not a place where we come only and simply to worship, but a place we come to be healed, to be healed of sin, to be healed of indifference, to be healed of hate, dislike of others to lead us to this deeper understanding of answering the question, who is my neighbor? We come to the church for healing, and we come to the church so that we too may extend that healing to our neighbor. 
This parable especially reflects the love and compassion that our Lord has for His people. And His compassion is meant to inspire us and to challenge us and to encourage us, each and every one of us, to live this out in compassion to our neighbor. A saint of the church says it this way, for in loving my neighbor who I can see, I learn to love God who I can't see. And in loving God who I can't see, I learn to love my neighbor who I can see. St. Isaac of Syria goes on in speaking about this parable and he says, everyone, one who has found love feeds on Christ every day and at every hour and he or she becomes immortal thereby. For Jesus said, whoever eats this bread that I shall give him shall never see death. Blessed is he who eats the bread of love that is Jesus. For whoever feeds on love feeds on Christ. As John bears witness saying God is love. Therefore, one who lives in love receives from God the fruit of life. He breathes even in this world the air of resurrection. Love is the kingdom. Such is the wine to gladden the heart of man as we hear in Psalm 104. Blessed is he who drinks of this wine. For the sick, the suffering, have drunk of it and become wise. We are blessed to live in an ocean full, surrounded by grace, divine grace, that enlivens us, that heals us, that loves us, that strengthens us. And we too must extend that to our neighbor. St. Maximus says the gospel absolutely precludes us from hating, from disliking anyone, any human being, because in that person, as I said, is the image and the likeness of God. Finally, I want to close with another quote from St. Isaac of Syria when he says, let yourself be persecuted, but do not persecute others. Let yourself be crucified, but do not crucify others. Let yourself be insulted, but do not insult others. Let yourself be slandered, but do not slander others. Rejoice with those who rejoice and weep with those who weep, because such is the sign of purity. Suffer with the sick. Be afflicted with sinners. Exalt with those who repent. Be the friend of all. But in your spirit remain alone. Spread your cloak over anyone who falls into sin and shield him. And if you cannot take his fault on yourself and accept punishment in his place, do not destroy his character. As we begin this period of Advent, this Nativity Fast that begins this Wednesday, we also need to join the effort and have the strength answer the question, who is our neighbor, for each and every one of us, so we may prepare ourselves to receive him. Let us practice this very same love 
that St. Isaac and St. Maximus, John the theologian, and all the saints, men and women through the history of the church, have expressed in their life as we too continue on in our journey to the kingdom. Amen.